0: Testing is this thing on Hello Oh yeah, that's right. Nobody's gonna talk to me. Okay, alright. Uh, I guess we're gonna sing now. Alright, cool. <clears throat> Have yourself a bloody little Orkmush Slash them up with a knife. So Lift flesh with wine by the fire's light Have yourself a slashy, stabby oak bush Make the elves all scream a bag to steam smashed him up into crimson paste goopy crimson paste and gore halflings dwarves and tiefling pies Yes, they all will die. Wow, it's disgusting. And have yourself a bloody, bloody now... Nah. Oh, I was supposed to end the note. <laughs> the game while you listen.
1: What's going on here?
0: But this ragtag crew of
2: adventurers is covering the problems of the average player. Where
3: should I
1: begin?
2: Discussing
0: the homebrews, modules, and the latest content for all things D&D. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? It's Chef Boog and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. What you're feeling is so normal and perfectly natural. With your
2: host, the Pirate Captain. Everybody loves me, and I don't know why. I'm an asshole.
0: (laughs) I really am. The Pirate Captain. is The Dick. Chef Bolg. Let me take a couple steps back
4: so I can, you know, really get this point across.
0: It's bullshit! And Loke the Bard.
4: Instead of making a deal with Cthulhu or, you know, the greater devil, he found an imp who was willing to give you dark vision in exchange for a gallon of blood. With
0: a little mayhem, mischief, and a bit of bardic charisma, it's time for the show.
2: That's right. We're back at it again, boys. Fresh from the galley last night. Are Always with, always good to be here with me bestest buddies and Loke the Bard. I thought we got rid of you at the port, but apparently rats do swim. What is happening, everybody? It is Chef Bog and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. I am the titular Pirate Captain, along with me, my bestest buddy, Bog. Me. That is true. That is you, bud. Now get the stuff out of your mouth. We got things to do. And Loke the Bard. Ho, ho, ho. Ah, aren't we the festivest one? And of course... And, and
4: happy hoes,
2: too. I'm gonna murder you. I swear to God, I will murder you. And How of course, I
4: follow that?
2: I, <laughs> you're simple. You, we just kick him off the stream and we never pretend he was here. Would you rather have depressed hoes? You know what? <laughs> I, I'm done with all three of y'all. All of y'all. Y'all are... That's it. It's a mutiny. This show's over. Oh, and of course, Mr. So Producer... Still
1: quick call mutiny. <laughs> it took hey guys, 10 okay. seconds, and I'm
2: already done with y'all.
1: 10 seconds. That's a, that's Captain gets really, mutiny it? against himself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we would be the ones mutinying against you.
2: Some days, I just want to murder all of y'all. I really do. And Mr. Producer, he's weird <laughs> with us. This is Chef Bolgan, the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything. We are a and d style podcast. <laughs> Uh, we talk about the average problems of the average player, even despite some of us not being average players. Looking at you, Loke. Make sure you follow us on all our social media. No, no, no. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. That doesn't want to show. Come on. Do your thing. Come on. Come on, Mr. Edge. All right. Oh Yeah, Trigo. <laughs> Wasn't ready for that. Let's see if it'll do it now. Ah, don't you just love it? Oh. Dead air, dead air. Yeah, it's dead air. Oh, whatever. All righty. Make sure you follow us on all our social medias. All right, Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. I've got it going now. It's Chef Bulk and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. You'll be sure. It's a great little fun time that we have. We are also on YouTube. Appreciate everybody who's liked, subscribed, and shared to us right there. Make sure you're doing that. You can see all of our different videos that we have. I know one of them is not making a lot. It's making a lot of people angry, and I'm fine with that. And then make sure you're the podcast. This is the where where it all started. You follow us on there. You we're on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Music, all of them. You can find us there. Chef Bog and the Pirate Captain's recipes for everything. Now. We have a great episode for you today. Gonna to kind of make it short. Uh, but the big thing that the big news that we're gonna be talking about, a uh, YouTuber, uh, a very great YouTuber. I, I thought the world of, the, of this guy's creations, uh, Joe Cat, has announced that he is stepping back from creating content, which really sucks because the craft guide to D&D, uh were some of the things that kind of got us. Like, I remember when I first saw that and I shared it to the group. It was like one of the greatest things. I we watched those videos on repeat for like an hour.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. We were on our way to a Renaissance festival like three or four years ago, whenever they first came out. And, and you were like, oh, "Have you seen this?" And we we're like, "No, no." And you're like, "You showed us to on your phone at the time." And the entire trip to there and back, everybody in the car that other than the driver wound up sitting there watching everything that was out up to that point.
2: Oh yeah, they were and great. They were. They had uh, he has a lot of stuff. Let me pull up his page. I I, I don't want to play any of it because I know that I, I don't want us to get in uh, I don't want us to get in any trouble with that. Uh, videos of Joe Cat D and D. Let's see if I can't just go to his uh page. Oop, let me make sure that this is muted.
4: And I, I, I know he did the, the crap guy. He's done a lot of like live stream, not like uh live play, type streams.
2: Um, well, he was then... super. He got he was super big into uh. Oh crap! That's that's somebody. That's some other goober's freaking YouTube channel. I, I fixed it. The crap, there. bro! Shut the hell up. There we go. That's it. Um, leave him alone, dude. This shit. Was, this stuff was great. So prepared. So prepared today. Yeah. Um. So a holiday. Give it us a is. break. <laughs> so this is Joe Cat. Go subscribe to his channel still. He'll still be able to make money off this. He may not make uh, a whole lot of different new content and stuff like that, but he was big into Final Fantasy fourteen. played a lot about it, uh, talked a lot about it, but it was his crap guide to d d that the 5th edition... Oops, there it is. Don't play it. Don't play it. Um, this is where we all found him. And I I, I, I got to tell you, I can't remember which one was the first one that I remember seeing. And I know the Cleric one was the one that everybody fell in love with, uh, because it had a lot of of great one-liners, but unfortunately, he's he's stepping back from content creation, and that really sucks. Um, there's something about this world. I got to tell you that it's tough. It's absolutely tough to be uh be a human being in this world. It's it's easy to be a good person. It's it's harder to be a good person than it is to be a terrible person. I tell this to a lot of people. Um.
3: Because you are the terrible person. Let's say, I mean, if I'm the worst person that you meet, I don't care.
2: If I'm the worst person that you've ever met in your life, you've got a long way to go. I'm gonna tell you that. And it sucks that he that this this space has put him into a bad in, into a bad place, and that he doesn't want to create content anymore. Now the world's losing out on on great videos, on hilarious content, and it, from bullying and stuff like that. So just want to take a few seconds to, you know, say, Hey man, Joe, I don't know if this gets to you. We really appreciate everything you did. Absolutely. And I hope that one day you can bounce back and come back to creating content because it was, it was really good. And,
4: and D and D is generally, as a general rule is a very open and accepting community. If you're bullying a D and D show produced content creator, you suck.
2: Yeah. well spoken Luke. well
3: spoken yeah i just that's that high charisma right there oh yeah
2: <laughs> man i guess if yeah. loke's saying it i really do suck man
4: but, uh... i'm gonna
2: change my life
4: except for the pirate captain you can bully the pirate captain <laughs> all you want
2: yeah good luck with that one <laughs> whatever you're <laughs> gonna say about me i've already said about myself 10 times worse at the expense of myself
3: and that's what it comes down to like right is is if you don't like the content don't watch it don't just be mean for the sake of being mean there's no reason to do that other than to point the finger at yourself for being an asshole
2: i mean be mean to me i don't i don't i would rather people try and be mean to me than be mean to other people like okay bro i've got i've got i built up resiliency And that's something that a lot of people just in in this realm, uh, this sphere of realm, that they just don't have that resiliency that I've built up from just being in some crappy situations. Uh, Thankfully, the Army's kind of helped out with that one. It's made me tougher. And and it's, but it's a, it's a hard, hard skill to learn. It really is. And I like YouTubers out there. It doesn't matter if you're Joe cat or anybody else out there. Take, take a few minutes. You can find the Army resiliency courses online. And I'm going to tell you, it'll help out. I have a friend of mine who went to the course to train it and he's like bro it helped my marriage, it helped my life. I, helped, I you know I'm a lot better of a leader. It's it's a really good stuff. It's a really good course to go to. So I highly highly recommend if you're a YouTuber or anybody out there taking a few seconds to go find the military resiliency courses and look into them because nobody deserves that. But you have to understand that this is the internet too. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not going to give Uh, I'm not going to give those guys leeway in any way, shape or form, but you have to understand that the internet is a dark place. It's always been a dark place. It's only gotten darker. There are people out there that'll just hate you just to hate you. They have no reason to even hate you to begin with, but they're just going to hate you because somebody else said so. And I don't care who you... There's
4: a certain percentage of people out there who just suck. Uh,
2: My my favorite line.
4: As your thing gets bigger... The odds of you attracting some of that percentage gets bigger with it.
2: Oh, absolutely, Uh, absolutely. It's why I'm a firm believer in the some people are shit. Like I I say that to a lot of stuff. A good uh, Felix, Felix's wife. Uh, This (laughs) is we're not going to say what Mr. Producer did that day, Um, but Felix's wife comes home when I was down in Florida last week, uh, visiting, and she's absolutely broken down in tears, and we we have no idea what's going on. And it turns out somebody said something mean to her and she's eh, nothing against Felix Meyer, but she's a little bit more susceptible to this stuff versus me. If you'd have told me to do that, I would have told you to pack sand, bro. I don't care. But it's that resiliency I've built up and he helped comfort her by telling her this line. Sometimes you have to understand some people are shit. That's
4: that.
2: That's it. And it, for people who are who have these huge followings this is probably not like it's not even joke at the video i sent you guys I'm trying to think uh mr producer what's the that name of that guy i've watched a few of his videos i like it he does he does some really good stuff too um I,
1: no i'm not sure who you're talking about
2: can you uh it's in the group chat if you can pull that up and give me that guy's name that'd be super helpful um but these uh it, it it's it's learning that that lesson really early on in life that hey, some people are shit like they are just absolute garbages of people and you can't don't don't take what they have to say for serious. Go find go find you a friend or fa- find you two friends. Go find you three friends. Go find you an entire crew of people that you know they want the best for you, and that's what it is. You got that name for me, bud? There's a
1: D and D shorts link, but
4: that's the. Only that's
2: thing it. I'm that's seeing. the, the oh. yeah. That's the guy. I think that's what his channel is. His D and D shorts. Yeah, yeah, it's a good channel. He is. Uh, he, he's a really good dude. Uh, yep. and I appreciate. Like, I wouldn't have known about Joe Cat doing what he did, uh, without hearing that. So, um, but that's that's what I want to say. That's uh, anybody else have anything on that one? Because that one's that that one hit me kind of hard. Because, like yeah. I said, I remember watching his original videos and when I saw. Yeah, that and, one, and
4: there's not a lot of controversy to go in on this. I mean. Good guy gets chased off the internet by bad people.
3: <laughs> That's yeah. Not uh, really a hot take. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hot
0: take. Uh,
2: like, I know my, my last hot take, which will lead us into our next comment, made a lot of people mad, but I don't no. care. Um, And it's about the Wizard of the Coast layoffs and stuff like that. I want to talk about this uh, in a longer form. I want to have the crew in on this one because the video... Uh, i put out it was just my beliefs and thoughts on it uh, how we could probably see something good it's not a good situation but you have to look for the bright side in even the darkest darkest of lights and i felt bad uh i feel bad for the people who did get fired like don't don't think i made a video and i was like haha you got fired i don't i don't it sucks to get fired i've been fired uh i could be fired tomorrow absolutely uh, that's just the part of the industry when you're in an industry that's Content creation like that, everybody can be fired tomorrow. My boss could be fired tomorrow almost, because almost any
4: industry, no, unless you're working for yourself. Well, Chances I mean, you could be fired if you, if your industry downturns uh, or your poor managed company.
3: And we're in Florida, the three of us, and we could be fired for any reason at any time. Yeah, it's a,
0: a right. Uh, to that's fire that's before.
2: They, I mean, right to na- that's, <laughs> that's before. That's before your ninety days. Once you're at past your ninety days, they have to they have to show proof. It's uh the right to work state and stuff like that, um, but I I I I, I like you I said I, I do not wish ill will upon people getting fired. It sucks to get fired. It absolutely does. Uh, I did say that there is a light though at the end of a tunnel where you have these guys that are this is this, this is a fear that keeps me going in my industry. That if I don't come in tomorrow, let's say uh, I'm on air, I'm not on air till. Wednesday this week which is great I get a couple extra days off but I do when I come in on Wednesday and I just do a, a crap show yeah I could technically get fired is my boss gonna fire me probably not uh, but if I did that multiple days in a row and I just wasn't I was phoning it in and I wasn't doing it and that's when you hear people say phone it in it means that they've pretty much done v- the bare minimum to get their job in
3: <laughs> that's what I do at my job
2: <laughs> I mean well, I answer phones well, all day well, I mean, no, like phoning it in, like, I, I guess it's a radio term. I've never really heard it outside of that. Uh, but when you say phoning it in, it means you just, you're like, you're kind of like cheesing out your breaks just, and stuff you're like just that. you just
4: doing the bare minimum to get by where you do it. You're, you're showing up just close enough to starting the day to not get fired or written up for being late. You don't do anything extra. You don't volunteer for anything extra.
3: You hear it a lot in film and stuff like that when an actor is just phoning it in. They're just there to collect their paycheck. They're not putting in any effort. They're just like... Yeah. Like Anthony Hopkins and, and the Wolfman remake. Remake. He was just there. He was phoning it in the entire time. Right. So,
4: yeah. but um, I know a lot of the information I've gotten on... Because we don't have inside sources with Hasbro. No, um,
2: I wouldn't want him there's, inside. There's, or, so I wouldn't take their word for it anyway. Like, yeah,
4: there, there's some great videos out there of a group called a uh, show, a uh, channel called Roll for Combat, that goes into a lot of the stats. It's something like three percent of these layoffs are actually Wizards of the Coast, according to them. Um, okay, and, you know, that's
2: that's what I was figuring uh, too. Like, I I didn't because there's only so but, many people that have come out that said that they were uh, either fired or forced to retire
4: yeah and what it is is hasbro a toy company has decided they don't want to make toys basically is what it comes down to well i wouldn't Um, say it's they're they're moving into a licensed product model
2: i wouldn't say that's essentially true because i saw from clownfish that they're releasing some vaulted toys things that they haven't because they got to make money back now I got to give a shout out, and I'm probably gonna mess up his name. I think we talked about him last night. Uh, Shulia saw nine eight two. He put a comment down on the video, and he he made points. He's like, "Look, Wizards was the only thing that was actually profitable." And you're you're true. He was right on that. But forty percent isn't essentially profitable because you're only making half of you're you're not even making half of what you're spending. Yeah. So and it,
4: it it's the magic side of Wizards, really, that's making more of that profit too than the D side. Uh, and was prop- it- as, which it shouldn't be the case. As popular as DD was, D had something like a 90% market share. They had everything, you know, the, the movie coming out, the uh the Stranger Things bump and all this stuff that that should have put D D as a hugely marketable uh product and they squandered it from bad management is really what it comes down to.
2: So that's been my argument, and I honestly think that Jeremy Crawford should have been fired first. Like I really do. Like I, I know it's always seems like I got a bone to pick with the dude because I kind of do because you're you're turning something that I love into into dirt, and I don't really want dirt. I want great product. Yeah. But they they let go a lot of of some of the old guard guys that have been there for like twenty plus years, and we're gonna see we're gonna see some shifts. Uh, but it is. I, I I'm I'm more in agreement with you that it's it's bad management that these people weren't yeah. being properly. There was no oversight to some of the stuff that they were doing, oh.
4: and, and some of the products they're making, not just their the rule books that they're deciding to make, being you know thirty page pamphlets that have nothing worth buying. <laughs> <laughs> that like uh, there what is the planer one? I'm blanking on the name of it right now. The plainscape. Uh, that, that came out over the summer and
3: uh, all three books. Base jammer the same one, price. yeah, base yeah, jammer, jammer
4: one, which was three sixty three sixty page booklets that really had no real information that was really useful. I mean, yeah, that, those kind of product bad decisions. That that's bad product, but also you're a toy company, but somebody else makes all your. You have to go to Hero Forge to get custom minis. You, you can't get an Elephantine mini that's an official product, except for in this one little six pack somewhere. You can't get a female Elephantine at all. You know, you can't, the Elephantine that's in that product is wielding a mace. That's the only Elephantine you can get. I'm sure there's other classes and races, there's examples of this. But unless you go to like a Hero Forge and get a custom mini built, you can't get that as an official licensed product. You can't get that from Hasbro. Hasbro's a toy company. Every class, sub uh every class subclass and race, every combo out there should be available from Hasbro. I mean, these cost the same as like green army men to make. They could make them by the boatloads for next to nothing. There should be no reason a toy company's not producing these things. Battle mats. And uh, oh, you know, yeah. dry erase battle mats. Why are we going to third party people to for simple products like that instead of an officially de- one made by Hasbro?
2: I think a lot of it has to do is they were so much worried about getting the cards and the books that aren't selling out because somebody has convinced them that that's what players want, yeah. and it's not what player like it's not what players need. Players like and- uh, need, well, like you're saying, we want the minis, we want the mats, we want.
4: And you're only going to buy, the you know, the one, the book you need to play the game, and maybe, you know, okay, if if they may, were making class, like, I still think they should make player handbook, uh, class handbooks like they used to, the uh, you know, the complete book of fighters, complete oh, book of elves, cool. those kind of things like they used to make, which were targeted at the players instead of targeted trying to get the DMs to be the only ones buying books is kind of dumb.
2: Well, I mean, we've talked about but, that in the past, where... Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't know when you buy a book, you don't know who the book is for, whether it's for right. the DMs or whether it's for the players. And sometimes they put both in there thinking that, you know, you're going to want to buy it, but there's not enough in on one side or the other to, be, to justify spending the price on on these
4: books. Yeah. So. And when you have when you every new campaign and you have a new character, you're buying a new mini. It's not like, you know, OK, the book, you may only buy a new book once a year. If you're playing in three games, you may be buying three, you know, three new character minis. If you're DMing these games, how many people are using tokens like with like we use tokens with numbers on them for our monsters? Because you can't just buy complete sets of all the monsters in the monster manual I would, in hordes.
2: I would even go further to say you don't even have to be a DM, just a player. Yeah. How many? I mean, look at Felix. Felix has got how many blessed minis? Look how many yeah. Bolg's got. You've got i've got even a bunch of mine yeah. left over
4: and, and, they, and they cost almost nothing for these companies these huge companies to mass produce you know and, and you know you, you produce extra you bought too many you you stuff them into a mystery pack and you resell them you know five minis for the price of one but you don't know what you're getting and just like the card trading cards that it becomes the the random booster pack gamble that people will just pick up for the fun of it
0: oh
3: yeah uh, yeah, really, right now, what, one of the biggest, like, um, what was it? I was reading one of the biggest, like, impulse buys at toy stores and game stores and things like that are the blind bag minis. Yeah. Like, just grabbing them and going because they're, like, four bucks and you get a random thing. Well, do that. Put three minis in there, randomly assorted. There you go. There's five bucks that you didn't have. Minus the cost of production.
2: Uh, I think think Hasbro Hasbro, needs to hire
4: us. (laughs) Instead, Hasbro puts out like that. I don't know if you saw those things that went to the bargain uh, store. uh, Ollie's. Ollie's, Yeah, the Ollie's. It's a $110 board game.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I saw that.
4: Why on earth are you producing a $110 board game?
2: Because they don't know what they, they. They've gotten away from saying, "Hey, what do the players yeah. want?" And that's that. That's always been my argument. Well, and, and
4: and part of it is that they think that kids don't play with toys anymore, so they want to get into the video game sphere and they want to get into the. But if if toys are your core competency, you should be producing. To, you produce toys to get out of the 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 spot you're in. They, what they should be trying to produce is the next beanie babies or, uh, they have logs or, you know, they
2: have D and D though. They don't even yeah. need to reproduce a beanie baby. They just need to do D and D they like, right. that's your big money spender. Like, and the idea that people don't want to play with toys anymore. Is so idiotic because you go look at Mattel, Mattel is selling the hell out of Barbies right now from the Barbie movie. Right. The D and D stuff. Well, granted, the D and D movie is good. But that's the problem
4: Hasbro's had is they've only done movie tie-ins, and so when the movies flop, like Transformers did, GI Joe did, and now D and D did, the toys they produced based off of those movies don't succeed.
2: The original three Transformers they helped make money for the Transformers toys.
4: But the not in not this year. Not what was it? The Rise of the Beasts or whatever the last one was, and then you know the the. The Snake Eyes, the last GI Joe movie, um, and, and now the D and D movie. None of none of them were the breakout hits they were expecting. And oh. so the, the merch they produced that were based on these movies all lost money because they, they were expecting big turns on those. In, instead, they should be doing more of a general, you know, more general action figure act, you know. They create they, they should be creating new rather than relying on, on stuff that, you know, right, existing IP that they own. That's-
2: well, that's, and that's the argument I'm making of, uh, that's the argument I'm making that this is needs to put the fear not only into Hasbro, because, and Wizards of the Coast, the people who are designing all this stuff, if we don't come back in and give players something what they want, even, even from Hasbro, if we don't give people who buy our products what they want, we're not we're going to continue. This isn't like a, this isn't the first time for Hasbro to do this. They do this every year that they fire people. And,
4: and, and the thing that kids, Oh, kids play video games these days. Yes. That does not exclude that. They'll play with toys. Absolutely. Uh, and, and even if they, it, you know, yeah, the gray it'd be nice that the toy is very popular and the kid plays with it forever. Great. But actually it's, it's selling those toys that should be their business. If, you know, if uh, Bog is buying his niece uh, a toy, he's probably not buying her a video game.
2: I mean, you know? how often he's, have we actually bought our nieces uh, a video game versus buying them a toy or something that exactly. we think they might like?
4: Yeah, right. And, and you know, uh, Bog's niece happens to like D&D. That fat dragon from the movie. You know a pl- a, a plushy of that. Any little kid that liked the movie, that would be a great little tie-in. You know, how many of them did you see?
2: Or you didn't see any. You didn't see any didn't merch. See
4: anything? Yeah. Hmm. The mer the merch they made was so it was they, they had some cheap action figures. Um, they had the owl bear. Uh, it,
3: it was it was either really cheap or it went the other direction and was yeah. so expensive it wasn't. Yeah. It's like a three, the Owlbear,
2: the owl a $113 on, yeah. $113 on Walmart. And yeah, it's not illegal. even uh, yeah. like a, yeah. like nobody's going to pay for that crap.
0: No. Whereas
3: yeah. you have something like this, Wait, oh, there we go, it was given to me as a um, secret Santa gift. He said he spent 12 bucks on it. Yeah, And this is, uh, this is awesome. It, we could be banking on nostalgia with this. Because I know Doug and I know this cartoon very well.
2: Not, uh, not,
3: uh, yep. Yeah. Sorry, Moke.
2: It's too late. You doxed him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can now, now he's going
2: to get bullied off me ship. Finally, something good has come out of this.
4: <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. Going off the nostalgia, but it, let me guess that's probably a licensed lunchbox. Hasbro Ooh. probably didn't produce that. There's probably not a Hasbro license on that. They probably licensed it out and somebody else is producing those. Uh, it's got the Wizards logo on here.
2: I mean, yeah. So they're getting their money somewhere through their uh, 38 oh, yeah, the, and,
4: But yeah, license. Pro- I mean, it is easy to make money off of licensing products. And there are companies out there that that is all they do is they manage licenses. Um, and you can do that with a much smaller staff than a, manufa- a company that manufactures toys and you know commodities um and then it, it it's an identity crisis that has bro it's the leadership mainly because they've come from like the microsoft's and the you know intellectual type property type companies instead of them coming from you know like a a, a toy manufacturer background uh, i think they're 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 yeah, but... tainted
2: but here's the issue too that you come across now when you get over to the Wizards of the Coast though, is who like are you gonna have who's making the content for the, the part of the game that we want to play, whether it's the magic the gathering side or the D and D side.
3: Yeah. Because
2: if you bring in these Microsoft people, absolutely you're trying like and that's the thing with the D and D beyond that a lot of people had an issue too, is it's like, hey, look, it's going into like the subscription base that nobody freaking wants.
4: Yeah. And and they want they want to monetize Things, the players but they're not instead of giving something for, of value to those players they are they're, they're relying more on you know the, the player's commitment to things like the subscription services yeah uh, of dnd beyond and and their their upcoming vtt um and, and you know i've heard rumors uh through you know watching videos from Places like the role for combat, you know. Again, I don't have inside sources, so these rumors could be completely off base. Yeah. But my my internet research and watching of lots of videos, uh, I, I've heard rumors that this new uh, player's handbook 2024 that they're still play testing for is actually finished and written. That's why they're laying off people who in like the art direction department. because <laughs> <laughs> they don't need them because that book's already put together you know cuz you don't lay off those people if you're putting out a new book that's a big supposed to be a big seller for next year that's I mean, not finished yet
2: that seems like that actually seems like a, a legit yeah uh a, le- a, a legit thing hold on i'm trying to pull up cuz i have on a google sheets uh the, my notes from that video that i, I did
4: yeah Uh-oh. so so yeah while you're pulling that up but that so one they're they're gaslighting their people with putting out these playtests that you know if the book's written done and finished what what's the playtest going to change? Yeah, th- I, I'm going to tell be- you,
2: it better change yep. a goddamn lot. Yeah. Um, so well, I, I, I
4: think that's an illusion of choice type of thing. They want they want those devoted players to feel they've had an input, but whatever they put out. I mean, we don't actually see these results. We hear what they tell us the results were, of any of these surveys. They so, can say these surveys whatever they wanted, you know.
0: So,
2: one second, I want to make sure that you guys can see this. Um, so these are the list of people right here, uh, in, in order from how long they worked there and kind of what they did. So you have Liz uh, Shu. I hope I'm saying that right. Licensing and publishing manager. She retired out 28 years. That is a mole guard. Sh- like, I don't know. It probably cost him more to let her retire than it would actually have been just to keep her around. Chris Lindsay. Uh, he probably was forced to retire cause he was at 20 years. Mike Merles. I know there's some controversy around him. He was there for like 18 years. And then from there, and granted there's probably more, uh, this is just what we know. Uh, Brie Heiss art director. I liked a lot of her early work that she did. She's done stuff for like magic and stuff uh game designer for magic gathering uh Vanessa uh Kuna, uh, Kwanen, uh associate systems administrator Dan Dillon he was a and d designer uh he was he was more for the tabletop part uh Desiree Dawn program manager uh some of these people they I'm going to tell you it, it feels like they had double titles like admin system manager and it's like what do you really do and like i you couldn't yeah. find out what they did
4: and some of these some of this is you know their acquisition of dnd beyond
2: well oh, i haven't got to those running. yet we'll get to, yeah we'll get to those most of the people that were there from the acquisition of dnd beyond yeah they I'll, I'll show you where i'll pull that information uh community manager uh he worked for the blizzard and the pokemon company so jesse hill i have a feeling it'll bounce back like really good because uh the pokemon company community managers are usually really good Jaina Hod- uh, Hodgins, uh, technical producer, she worked on the Magic Gathering Arena, and I, I was asking around to figure out uh, who liked that, and a lot of people liked uh, the Magic Gathering Arena.
4: Yeah, I I, I, I like I prefer Magic Gathering Arena to the actual card game.
2: Okay. Uh, Myle Villancourt, uh, art director. So look, you have an art director right here, and then you also have another art director, uh, Bree Heiss so I have two art directors like yeah. wh- who's the art director and one of them's a uh, Brie Heiss. A lot of her stuff I think was more towards magic and I, and I may actually have this backwards, but you have two art directors. So you have people that are like double titles. All right. And i uh, to oh, say yeah, anybody's like,
4: if they have multiple lines like that, they probably had multiple, but it,
2: but then you get you down to here
4: without an art. Director.
2: Yeah. You like true. Uh, but then you have a couple of these people, Amy Dallin, Wendy Despain. Uh, these were your, uh, D and D beyond acquisitions, one year, nine months, Michael Rexford, same thing. Um, oop, I have this one out. Larry Froome. The only person I couldn't really find anything out was about Ellie Lockhart, uh, did not have anything to do, but some of these, some of these people, first off, they're going to bounce back. They have really impressive resumes. I went through everybody's LinkedIn and looked at what they did. I was like, Oh, okay. You're going to be solid. Like you, you'll be able to bounce back. And I, people hated that. They were like, "How, how could you say that? You're tone deaf, bro." You look at the truth of this. Yeah. You, you want them to sit there and wallow in self pity because they got let go? No, sit here and answer for what it is. But some of this stuff, like you're saying, these are people that are like late stage developments. Uh they're late stage development people. So your your yeah. your sources are well, the sources to those guys are probably right that this is. The sign that that's done. I'm going to tell you, if that book is released as is right now, it's not going to be good. It's it's not. And
4: yeah, well, ho- hopefully, we could be seeing the early death releases. of D and D. Well, hopefully, what they did is they they have their finished product, and then they've made some of the stuff sound bad, so that when they put it up there and they make these changes, it sounds better. That's hopefully the way. <laughs> The way they're gas- I, don't think, I don't think Jeremy. Hopefully, Crawford that's that the smart. way they're gaslighting us. Oh, I don't,
2: I don't yeah. think Jeremy Crawford's that smart. Uh,
4: I don't know if it's Jeremy. I think it's probably the marketing people that
2: this is. I, I think they fired this, one of their marketing guys. Yeah, and their public relations good. guy. This,
4: I, this smells of gaslighting to me. You know, like this book is written, ready to go, because it's going to take three or four months at the publishers to print. And this right. is coming out what this summer, is that?
2: I think that's the the planned the, product time. What were you saying, part- Mister Producer?
1: Yeah. Well, I think Hasbro's just had a really shitty PR year. They they pulled some really shitty moves.
2: Oh, absolutely. The,
1: the, the three yeah. off the three off the top of my head are we have we have the firing right before Christmas. Yeah, we have they sent well, sent the, the Pinkertons after the
2: the Magic the Gathering the magic guy,
1: guy. Yeah. and they have the OGL changes at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So and with,
2: so with the Hasbro firing people thing, we do this every year. I think I I think a lot of it is with the signs of economic turmoil and stuff like that, and the rough year that they've had from the start. That this one made bigger news because you can go back in and see well, this Hasbro is their does this. one
4: this year where they normally just do this one,
2: right? So because
4: they did eight hundred about a couple months ago. Yeah, they, they're doing you know, eleven they, 1, they, hundred more. They claim
1: so. it's because of you know. Downturn in sales, but they, they paid out their CEO a nine million dollar bonus at the beginning of the year. Oh,
2: don't even get me started on that bullshit.
1: And as, you know how how can you say one thing and do another?
2: That's every that's everyone, bud. I'm going to tell you in the in the corporate radio world. As much as we like, I, as much as I like to think that Hollywood fails up, the corporate radio world is the same way. You go see some of these uh, executives that do uh, radio. Uh, I'm not going to throw out any company names because. That's how you get targeted by bullshit. But you go look out and see their bonuses and their salaries. Uh, I will throw out iHeart because I don't give a fuck about iHeart. But you look at him. It's not just
4: radio. It's most of these major, especially media corporations. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So, uh, so that's uh, that's the truth of this scenario. So, you they're going to pay themselves out because why? Because they're going to they're making it to where that when they jump ship. That their you know their pockets are filled with silver and everything ready, uh, like that's that's the truth of the nature.
4: Yeah, and, and wow. mo- most of these big executives and these big companies come in with a golden parachute already, as part of their contract.
2: Yeah, the, or, so you know, they're going to walk away with even more.
4: Even if they fail, even if they do a terrible job, that golden parachute will set them for life. <laughs> Just as as a condition for taking the job, they are set for life.
2: And that's, that's because it's, it's a tough job, but I mean, to be the guy that comes in, let's say you are a CEO that actually cares about what you, how your company's doing. You come in and you actually, you're still gonna have to be the bad guy to fire a lot of these people. Yeah. Like, cause some of them, like I said, why do I have two art directors? I missed that one. When I was doing my last video, I was like, I didn't think about that. We had two art directors, um, in that whole list of people. I was like, why, why do I have multiple why can't well, one person oversee all this? And I get it like downsizing because we gotta save money. And Yeah, if,
4: and, and with, with wizards, there's multiple you know like, you've got the, the Magic the Gathering, that's a lot of art. And then any books you put out in D and D, that's a lot of art. Um, I, I could see having multiple art directors, especially if you have, you know I, know, I have
2: one art director and I have people under my art director that do the art. All right that's that's it like that they, all right we got to put your ceo on how you want your but you want your company to make money all right we already talked about how they could do it with the grab bags and everything like that okay they're 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 right there that'll give us something to pr- produce with these products now all right how do i make my wizards of the coast make even more money how do i make even let's just focus on wizards let's not even say hasbro as a whole I'm i'm still the hasbro ceo because it's up under my umbrella but i need wizards to make more money why do I have people that have the same title? All right. I have to ask myself that. Okay. And it's like I said, not because I want people to get fired, but I have to look at it. How do I make sure that we're making the most amount of profit? And for those of you who are out there listening, going, it can't always be about profit. It is when you're making it, when you, when you make a product, that's I'm the, not making that's you. That's reason so- for a corporation. Yeah. I mean, but how do, why do I have two people with the same title? All right. How can I get one person to hang? uh Bree Heiss. Art director for ten years. And that would be my senior person right there. Put her up above the others. Everybody else answers to Bree Heiss. All right. If Bree's work starts lacking and we're starting to let things slip through, then we re re-evaluate, Say, all right, Bree, this is what we need to have from you. If you don't start producing this, we're going to move on to uh, Mile uh, Valancourt. Violin Valancourt. Violin I hope I don't, don't want to mispronounce your name.
4: Well, and but, I'm I'm assuming they still have. Art directors.
2: I'm sure they do. They probably did, like Good. I said, and they crunched it down up under to one person, and that one person now is overseen a lot. And it's, I and, mean, but and it's
4: also part, there's, there's, it gets a little tricky because these days, like the artists are probably not employees. They're probably like 10, contractors. contractors. Yeah. And that's
2: the way it works wow. in the comic book world. And that's why those dudes don't get paid.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and unfortunately, that's the way American business goes right now.
2: Uh, I mean I yeah, if you and I was making this argument to the guy on the like I said, uh and, and I hope I'm not pronouncing his his name wrong either. Uh Shiloh Rasal nine eighty two. Uh the comments over on the Hasbro says you're fired uh video, I recommend you go look at him. He, he made some really good arguments. He's like, Hey, look, it was profitable, but forty percent it was only make, it was making forty percent of what it was, that's according to Forbes. And so it was it was not pulling in more than half of what it was... A, a little under half of what it was making... Sorry. I, the way I'm saying this is make it sound like they weren't making money. The The profits that they were making off there weren't completely going over half of what it was to create this stuff, to make it, to yeah. produce it. And, and they that's weren't not... high
4: enough to make up for the losses of their other divisions.
2: Exactly. And you have to give... You have to give it to where you have to get in there to where you make it to where Hasbro has no reason to fire your crew because you're going to be like, because that's where Jeremy Crawford would come in. Probably not Jeremy. There's probably somebody above him that kind of oversees all of Wizards and they, they kind of like make the arguments. And they're like, if Hasbro came to me and I was that guy above all of them and he goes, well, we got to let go of some people. I was like, well, look, we're making all your money right now. Like this is like 70, 80% of your money right now you're really going to fire my team instead of like looking at your other guys. Oh, well, I was like, no, nah, you, you, you take away from these guys. You're going to start losing money. You don't want to be the guy to lose money. Right. And that's the argument that they needed to make, but it wasn't enough. If I'm only making 40%. Uh, so let's just use numbers for right now. Let's say it's 200 million to, uh, 200 million to create some, or let's just do 2 million. It's two or better. yet, 1 million. Cause numbers are simpler when you do with zeros. So it's 1 million, but you're only pulling in, your your profit's only about 400,000. Yeah, you're making money, but that's not enough to supplement future projects. Yeah, and yeah I,
4: rather than blaming Jervy Crawford, I blame Cynthia Williams. She's the CEO of Wizards. The, also the one that said it's under monetized and the one that's... Com- is,
2: I would blame her too. Yeah, Does she's, Hasbro she's not,
1: and Wizard have separate CEOs? Yes. 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 <laughs>
2: Um, uh, I I absolutely okay. would blame her too. I think I just I like I I I'm just angry at Jeremy Crawford's game design, and that's the reason why I like I really.
4: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she she is the guiding force that is that is leading them through and all this. What what like I said, they at what, two years ago, three years ago, they had a ninety percent market share out of the taper in the tabletop space. Um, that space may not be the biggest because they, they are only wizard the dnd division of wizards of the coast is only from those other sources again i don't have the inside information right. but they're somewhere around 150 million a year company they're not a huge no billion dollar industry like what hasbro is um so that space may not be the biggest space but if you're already controlling 90 percent of that your goal is not to lose <laughs> that 90 percent and over the course of the last year and a half, they've done nothing but shed. that. I mean, uh, Games Workshop is reporting like record profits. Uh, Paizo is, is is having gangbuster years, record because pro- they're Wizards is just shedding their market share. Yep. And you can't do that. And and if you if your company is shedding market share like that, that's a failure of leadership. That leadership should be being changed. The board of directors should be having a vote of no confidence on this CEO and removing.
2: Absolutely, I'm I'm very much with that one. And um, I, look, I, 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 I'm sorry I have to be harsh. I have to be the voice of re- I have to be the voice of reason in all of this. But I'm um, we do we need to probably look from the top down and figure out what's going on because honestly, like the one of the chicks that they fired from the DD and D team was a producer and host of their little podcast. It was like, was that really even a job? Like yes. some of these, but some of these roles, a lot
4: of these people are probably not making great money. Yeah. I, like you, the ones on your list that you've seen that are very public. They may be making decent money.
2: Oh, I mean, that was the, that was one of the persons on my list.
4: Yeah. Um. But I, I'm going to guess that the majority of the, especially the ones you don't hear about, a majority of these layoffs are probably, you know, Jim the mail guy you know, who, who works in whatever the equivalent, modern equivalent of a mail room is, uh, you know, that's making just entry level salary. You know, you could probably cut as much from the salary with just Cynthia Williams salary as everybody they fired.
2: Yeah, but who do you put in there? In that state, or do you just have Hasbro roll over? Roll,
4: yeah, if Hasbro is Hasbro's making all these calls anyway, Hasbro should be rolling them. You know, either rolling you either roll this company into the companies as a complete unit, or you you should they should be selling this company off to somebody else. And just keeping it, it's part of it, but it's not. Doesn't work.
2: Right. I I agree. I have nothing else to say on it because it's the truth of the matter. Uh, these people, I'm going to, like I said, I, I think some of them probably, yes, they deserve to be fired uh, to the guy that made the comments. You got to stand with the workers. Now I don't even stand with the company. I stand behind the, the reasons of logic, but I think that they definitely, the people they picked to fire, some of them were wrong. Uh, you, you essentially eliminated a lot of your old guard. So let's say this, let's say, let's go with the theory that your that your guys had uh the combat rollers uh is correct and the fact that these people have already create, uh, completed the stuff and that's why all a lot of them were let go what happens when you move on to the next you have lost a lot of you have lost a lot of your experienced players or experienced people to put out this next edition That's the thing that you end up having with um, with the evasion into Iraq into 2003. There's a lot you can actually learn from the military, even if you've never been in or you've been in for a while. That when when they invaded Iraq in 2003, people who had been there for Desert Storm and Desert Shield had gotten out. And that's why there was a lot more casualties in the initial evasion of Iraq in the 2000s was because that old guard who had figured things out had gotten out. So they had no idea what was going on. You put a lot of leaders that had promoted up to fill those ranks. They went into Iraq. They're like, I don't fucking know. And that's what's going to happen with this next one. I think a lot of these, and this is is my honest opinion on a lot of this, and probably the final opinion before we move on to our last topic, is this is the end of D&D in a sense. Like I have a feeling we're about to see the end of wizards in the next three or four years.
4: I I wanna see this sounds really bad. I'd like to see Hasbro fail enough to sell off Wizards.
2: Yeah, but who's gonna buy and it? Who's gonna buy it at this point?
4: That's that's up to Wall Street. Some there's enough there that if it's if if not enough harm is done to the Wizards itself that they could like i said it, if they had an 80 to 90 percent market share that is a a sellable market you just have to be realistic about what you're expecting from them they're not a billion dollar company yeah. they're a, you know they're
2: a million dollar company
4: they're they're a 150 million dollar company with the potential to do about 300 million
2: i think they're they not a, i think they could be a half a million dollar company yeah. or sorry not half a million half a half a billion half dollars. a billion yeah i think they yeah. could but
4: But Hasbro is treating them like they're already a billion dollar property, and they're not.
2: Yeah. Could we, I think we could possibly see, like, I think of Mattel, because Mattel has got it. Mattel's selling out with Barbie right now. I think if Mattel Mattel was to buy Wizards from Hasbro, you might see it, but I don't even know if they want it. Like, they don't need, they don't need to buy Wizards to make money.
4: Yeah, I see somebody like that more buying all of Hasbro. In the event Hasbro fails and picking up all their out licenses, yeah,
1: Ken is now an NPC in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, I, I I don't,
4: I, I I see more, uh, you know, an investment firm of some kind would pick up the Wizards of the Coast as a separate entity, uh, and just and just run that as a separate entity. I don't think I don't see it as being a, a part of a major conglomerate. And I think that's part of the problem is Hasbro won't sell it off except at the rates where a major conglomerate could afford it. And no major conglomerate's gonna want it in the condition it's at right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking fire sale. When it goes to fire sale price and it, it's it's available at a cheap investment price, you know, a uh, half billion dollar yeah, but buy you, out,
2: by that point, I don't think there's going to be a return on investment to even buy it because you're going to lose your fan base. People are already flooding over to Pisos to go do
4: well, and uh, then to do I, Pathfinder. Pisos for example would be the one that buys. I don't yeah. think
2: pa, I don't think Pisos. They don't have the it.
4: money for it as it is. Yeah, uh, I don't think maybe, Paizo's maybe not. Would buy. Fire sale price, they
2: might. I don't even <sighs> think even then they would buy it. Like because I'm going to tell you, with this, people are going to want to like distance themselves from this IP. Yeah uh paizos i don't think would buy it i maybe an indie publisher but even then what are these indie publishers going to do with it because um, there's a lot of uh the yeah, there'll be a lot of are...
4: brand rehab by that point yeah
2: i like it's just one of those things would maybe they buy, buy
3: themselves out and and go indie again
2: i don't know if they could afford that though that's yeah, the not, that's the they're
4: real not question. enough right now
2: yeah, because if right it, now,
4: I, yes, I but think if we, that
2: if they did that, if they could do that, they would have already had done that. Yeah. Because getting out from under Hasbro, like Hasbro's nice to have, because it's like here you can you can make our stuff, but they're not making your stuff. They're making your cards and your books and that. And I don't even think they make the books. I think they still uh, outsource their book production.
4: Well, and you know they've got other lines. Like uh, I know uh, I don't know if it was D and D shorts or roll for comment. Or, if there's another. Another referencing more streamers today than I think I've ever referenced on any of our videos. Done. But uh, one of them had said that you know the the Transformers role playing game and and card games and those kind of things are licensed out. They don't instead of Hasbro having Wizards produce those in house, you know they have their own division that does role playing games and card games. Instead, Hasbro licenses those out to a separate company outside of the hasbro family
2: maybe it's just because they they don't want the wizards of the name wizards of the coast beyond there because it almost seems like in hasbro's case this is like redheaded stepchild syndrome with wizards like we really don't like we own you but we don't really care that we own you and so we're we're kind of going through all this
4: which is why i said they either need to roll them all the way in and just they're hasbro not wizards of the coast at that point or roll them out to somebody else who is going to do something with the brand. That's I mean, the
2: only... I mean, if it's the only part of the brand that's technically making money, even though it's not making a whole lot of money, yeah, I'm with you. Like, no. I just, I, I, I don't know where you're going to go from here. Where are you going to go? Who's going to buy you? And Paisos ain't going to buy you. Paizo's, Paizo's making more money off uh Pathfinder. Hold on, let me find out how much if is in there.
4: But see, it, that's the thing is Paiso, if. It depends and again it depends how much damage has been done to the brand. I if think D&D I think the brand up. is is beyond repair and they're still asking a half billion dollars for it. Yeah, no, is not gonna do it. But if it if it they do it still, if D still has a 70% market share, yeah, Paiso would be dumb not to buy them. They put out the Pizo edition, which would be basically the Pathfinder D and with D name on it. And all of a sudden, they're back to the 90 percent. Uh,
2: I, I just don't see. I just don't see anybody wanting to buy it. I think it's. I think it's a. It's just a damaged brand. It really is, especially at this point. Uh, you have controversy within it. You have controversy outside of it. Hasbro can't like. Hasbro is a giant, giant name to have your back, and they they don't even want to do anything with you. I I just don't see. I, I just don't see any any way to make money out of it. I really don't. Like, I think it's, I, I, I still stand behind what I said a, a little bit ago that we see about four or five more years of this. And then it's the death of D and D as we know it. Like, I don't, I like, you may, you'll be able to go in and find older editions and buy those things. And that's it. And those things are going to skyrocket. So if you have a copy of an old edition of D and D that I'd hold on to that, put it safely somewhere, seal it in a bag, put it in an attic, put a note in 10 years to look in that same spot and you probably have something that's worth a couple grand uh, but that's,
4: I, that's probably smart to do regardless because those old editions become more and more popular and because it's, it's content that
2: people like it's yeah, what they uh, wanted.
4: unless they do a, unless they do a re-release and just burn that
0: I
2: well I think having the OG originals yeah. is still going to be worth something yeah. but it's you're right it'll probably go the way of magic.
4: Because that, again, it's the same company. Yeah. All of a sudden, they start re- releasing the old TSR editions as I, reprints or collector editions, just to.
2: I mean, that's what they did to Magic and piss Magic yeah. players off, and that's why you you're, you do things like that, you'll lose the rest of the base. Yeah, whatever you have left is going to be even worse because they're going to be mad. You re- you you squandered their investments because I mean, buying these books, is investments. Let's move on to our last topic of the episode. We have. An update on the game that is driving Bulg mad, and it's ran by our very own Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer's Bulg first is a Fed. time DMing. It's his first time DMing, but Bulg is a Fed. Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> Bulg is a Fed.
4: You're a cop. <laughs> you're a cop, you gotta tell us. It's the law.
1: <laughs>
4: not a law. Listen here, cop. Fed
2: boy.
1: <laughs> it... Um... Yeah, it was it was weird being the center of attention because that's something that I'm I'm usually not. I'm more of a fly on the wall kind of of person, but you know, you you know, you have to be the center of attention and pushing things forward to to be an effective DM. So it was very very outside of my, my comfort zone. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast it was gonna be nine players. It ended up just being um, myself and, and four four people, so it was kind of a, it was a it was a nice introduction that it was not it was not too chaotic, but there was still that so wasn't it, too chaotic. It was pretty. It it would have been worse. The story was chaotic. The story itself was chaotic. The the outside player, you know, trying to railroad a story with nine people especially you know some of the um characters we have within our our group um it'll be it'll be fun for the next session but it was it was nice to get a feel for things with a smaller group as my first time dming
4: mr producer's using a avatar the last airbender uh supplemental dnd how, how to play avatar the last airbender in dnd supplemental product which it, it, it gives cl- rules for classes for the you know earthbender airbender um so it, it's not straight 5e but it it's it's 5e with a twist
1: started people kick-started an avatar legends um bo- like its own ttrpg and i took a look at it and it just why would I spend $40 and try and teach nine people to reinvent the wheel when there's a supplemental version that exists that we can just pop it into fifth edition and it it worked, it worked, you know, it it seemed to work well enough.
3: Except
2: for one of your guys is a fed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's not perfect. You know, there's, it's, it's, yeah, it's missing a couple things here and there, but overall, you know, I think it, I think it does what I wanted yeah. to pretty yeah,
4: well. Yeah, and it 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 shows the flexibility of the system, <coughs> uh, that you can do something like that. If this is if you're a new DM, but you wanted to try something a little bit different, just doing a little bit of googling out there, uh, and you could probably find a supplement that'll help you. You know, do what you want to do, whatever your favorite IP. Uh, some some of them, you know, may be mass-produced, high you know, high-quality books you can buy, and some of them may be just stuff people have homebrewed. Um, either way, it's it, it's it's one of the fun things about this. If you if you want to do a a Star Wars style V and D, you can, and you could you could put in all the work to to convert everything yourself. That's a lot of work that you don't really need to do. There's products out there um and and sometimes you go if you're going like, like I said Star Wars you might be better off going completely outside the uh Wizards of the Coast D&D scope and picking up a complete other you know cuz they have Star Wars product yet but uh you know sometimes it's easier just to pick up some of these like I said there's some homebrew stuff off the internet that does what you're looking for um, and it, you know, it gives you the the flavor and the fun you're looking for without having to to go out and buy a whole new set of books and learn new rules. And
2: I just want to go on. I wanted to go on record that he survived more, longer than any other DM. Most DMs want to quit after the first game, and apparently, he's saying that he is going back to you, knuckleheads, and the Fed to. <laughs> <laughs> and the fed to uh run another game. So yeah, that's that's what it is. Take 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 adventures, make mistakes, get messy, you know, frizzle. But that's I mean, you, you did more than a lot of other people do. I know we were dogging on DMs in our last episode, but that guy deserved it. Except for the fed. Uh,
4: he, <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. It, we need more this game in this industry, this whether it's D&D or some other role-playing game we need more people willing to run games uh because it the ratio right now of people who run games to people who play games is so skewed you know there's so many players and we've had on here before where there, you know people paying twenty dollars an hour to professional dms
2: That's order, ridiculous.
4: yeah in order to get into i mean we've like i said we've had interviews with some of these dms on this show it happens because that is how hard it is to get good dms these days and the fix for that is you know cut your cut cut your newbie some slack <laughs> let him let him try <laughs>
1: i mean it, it's a lot of it's a lot of work to put together you know put together a game you know yeah. I, I, and, I have to write my next session still. But, I mean, I, I, I sunk a good bit of time into just that, that short yeah. little
4: four-hour session. We had, and I'll say we had a blast. I mean... We did. It was fun. <laughs> it was a fun game. Um, <laughs> and, and, I might have
3: given a
1: kid brain damage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's not happening in the Avatar world.
1: Well, that, well that's one of the cool... like creat- Creative creative liberties that you can take is you know what giving with,
2: a kid brain damage.
1: Well, look, there, there's <laughs> there's more flexibility of like you know what you can do within d and D world that like Nickelodeon won't won't touch. <laughs> what what, what Bog's character did um what what's his name uh Danzen Danzen he like sweeped um one of the the waterbenders who stole the Boulders professional bending belt. I rolled, like, a 93 on the percentile check. So when he leg-sweeped him, he fell and hit his head. <laughs> they, uh... What
2: game is this? You're like, oh, yeah, leg-sweep. Leg well, he on also, a rock.
1: he couldn't
3: <laughs> catch himself <laughs> either because I had chi-blocked his arms with a, nat- Cap- a natural 20.
4: Pir- Pirate yeah. Captain can relate to this. This was a... No, uh, I can't. I can't. No, no, top of the stairs. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> non-lethal no, damage roll a crit.
2: <laughs> I can't relate to that at all. Wouldn't know what happens people like kill am, non people like kill non non uh with not, non-lethal lethal damage,
4: damage
1: fatal
2: are not dead
1: what one of the challenges i'm, I'm encountering is the lack of magic within the world and kind of how to bypass that so as as a substitute for healing potions i gave i gave the players all a bag of sensu beans to, <laughs> to kind of you know it, it crosses anime but it, it helps bridge that like well, here's a healing potion in this non-magical world
2: I always like the uh, Goodberry plus one always worked because it's in the game, let me just give it a plus one because it makes it super magical I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad it all worked out for you bud, minus the fed boy braining children, that seems exactly what a fed would do <laughs> but uh, that's it for us on today's episode, appreciate everybody who has tuned into this, make sure uh, you follow us on chef Bolg and the pirate captain's recipes for everything. Facebook page. We're on Twitter, on Instagram. We're on it all. It's very simple to find a chef bowl and the pirate captain.
3: Yeah. Thank and, you for joining us for, uh, chef Bolg's eating hour while other people talk around him.
2: <laughs> I mean, I can't help it. You bought food and then we did the episode. You can follow, make sure you like, and subscribe to us on all podcast platforms on Apple music, Google podcasts, Spotify, all of them. We're all there. Uh, Appreciate everybody who's done so so far. Make sure you go over to our YouTube as well. Remember, YouTube is the only place that you can find the Friday Night Galleys where we kind of talk more about pop culture, different things. Uh, our last episode was about the MCU rumors, uh, Avatar the Last Airbender. In fact, uh, we saw some of the live stills. And then uh, we got way off topic and talked about Twitch. It's a very good episode, but those are only on YouTube. Like, subscribe, uh, drop a comment over there. With that being said... Say goodbye. Oh, sorry. Say goodbye, Bog.
0: Goodbye, Bog. Say goodbye, Loke. See ya.
2: Say goodbye, Mister Producer. Later, guys. Happy adventures.
3: Yar.
2: You've been listening to Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything Featuring Loke the Bard Like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Just search for Chef Bolg and the Pirate Captain's Recipes for Everything Questions, comments, and mutiny requests Can be sent to bolgandpc at gmail.com And as
4: always, happy adventures